Good afternoon, good day, everyone, wherever you are across the world. Um, I trust you've had a very, very good day so far. You're welcome to another interesting edition of your number one African podcast show, Sport Africana, where we talk about every free sporting issues, discussions, developments, making the rounds in the world of sports, particularly from an African angle, from an African eye. And my name is Opa Adiola Amokomo. And on Sports Africana, as I normally will tell you, or as I normally will say, we like to celebrate our successes, tell our own stories the way it is. Um, you can listen to Sport Africana on the major podcast directories, such as Spotify, Google Podcast Teachers, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Deezer, Listen Notes, and you can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts. So you can visit the podcast to um, listen to various interviews that we've had in the past um, few weeks and today happens not to be an exception um, I have a very very um, important guest on the show tonight and um, he's a legend in his own right um, not just a, um, a local legend or a continent legend, but in his prime uh, was a legend um, at the world stage and um, it brings me good pleasure to have um, the legendary um, former African record holder in the 400 meters and currently still the Nigerian record holder. Five, five minutes that no one has been able to break it yet. Um, it's no other person than Innocent Egbonike. Um, Innocent, thanks for joining us on Sports, Sports Africana. And um, it's a huge pleasure to have you once again on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for all those kind words. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank yeah. you for having me on your show. Thank you very much. Uh, well, I mean, you can say they're kind words, but there are words that you um, you earned over the years. And um, you can imagine me, I was telling you before we started that I've known you from age 10, to be precise. And um, I think those are still memorable um, landmarks in my, in my year. I think that was the year of the 1984 Olympics, where quite a number of people got to um, know you or you came to the limelight in the world of most um, athletic athletic followers at the time. Thank you. Um, can you just tell us, give us an insight into who Innocent Egbunike is? Um, and by this I mean your background, education. Um, tell us more about yourself. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm a very simple, God-fearing young man, now older, wiser, you know, uh, you know, I, you know I, I grew up in a family where um, my parents were very, um, you know, they, they were blessed. Uh, my mom uh, was a teacher and my dad a police officer. So, so that would tell you the level of discipline in, our, in my parents' home. Um, so growing up, I was really the, the one that, and I had, I had brothers, you know, this, we're, we're in a family of seven, including my mom and dad, uh, I'm a twin. Uh, unfortunately, my twin brother passed when we were little, so but people mis have always mistaken my immediate older brother to be my twin. But um, but that, all that being said, I grew up in a home where you know discipline was the it was the key. Education was the number one. Well, God was number one uh, um, point that the, the direction they pointed us to, and then education. So um, so it was really um, you know. I wasn't supposed to be an athlete. I was supposed to be an academic, you know, somebody that you know goes, you know, you know, better. But 
thank thank you know thank God um, everything worked out to where my mom and you know my mom eased up for me to be you know to get involved in sports. But before she did that, she had to pray for me, pray with me to to use my God-given talent for the glory of God. And uh, after she did that, she cut me loose, and uh, the rest became history. Wow, um, that, that, that's uh, that's nice to hear. And uh, like I said. Um, the rest became history. Talking about history, um, how did your athletic career uh, began? Well, you know, I like I said, I, you know, I wasn't really. Uh, I my parents didn't want me to play sports, so <laughs> this is a joke, you know. So I was, you know, I always snuck out for the I snuck out of the house. Um, I liked playing soccer. I was a goalie, good goalie, and I'm not bragging about it. I, you know, everybody, you know, when I was growing up, grew up in in, in Enugu, so. I'm from a nature originally, but my folks, you know, uh, were in Enugu, so I grew up in Enugu, and um, so that's where I grew up. And uh, I always played, tried to play soccer. Like I said, my I have older brothers that were better than I was in in all sports, but because of the discipline and, and those days, athletes were, you know, were considered, you know, truth be told, were considered. Uh, Outcast, you know, for them, you know, most parents felt like athletes. If you're an athlete, you're not gonna, you're just, you're gonna be a nuisance. You're gonna be, but, you know, you're not gonna come. Not these right. days, though. <laughs> oh no, this is all that has changed, eh? You know, so that my, so, so my parents, uh, you know, stood in that ground and I snuck out of the house a lot of times. And I make a joke about, as you know, uh, as you know, I was, I started running track from trying to run away from my mom. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, hey, but my, my mom, you know, I couldn't run away. And I did run away here and there, but then she would lock up the whole house. And then, you know, growing up those days, the discipline was different. You know, I got spanked like nobody else I know, but that's all good. It made me who I am today. So back to what I was saying. So from, you know, trying to sneak, sneak out of the house, I played soccer, was a goalie. I played outside right. And one, of, one day, one of the coaches said to me, why are you playing soccer? You should go and run track. I'm like, well, what? Run track? Was chasing me, you know? <laughs> So, but and they, you know, kept encouraging me. Then I, I, uh, I ran, you know, my games master in high school. From there, the, the state coach, uh, 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 Coach Patrick Anopa, saw me and, uh, you know, he took, took uh, interest in what I was doing and, you know, started working with me. And uh, the high school I went to, I went to National Grammar School in Nikki, which is when, it, when it, those days, that's the high school for sports. You know, COC cheaters, they're my principal. You know, uh, he was, I could say this to you, he was the one that convinced my mom and everybody else to allow me to play sport. And and I remember when we went to inter-house sports and lost races, he would bring me to the assembly hall. So I was the ankle leg and he would spank me in front of the whole school. So he, he was very strict and he promoted sports. I mean, think about this. There was a time on my school team, we had uh, uh, Silvano Sopara, Okay, Sima, Ofoje, Charles Okonkwo, Chris Obodo, they all played, uh, Kenneth Bodman. Think about that. The high school team, they all played for my high school. I'm, I'm getting chills saying all that. But, that, you know, but that's, that's, my high school was the school to be at. So that, that also helped, you know, having a principal. But, you know, he was a great man. I mean, he was a man that, you know, again, to build character in me as well. I mean, I'm standing on a lot of shoulders as I've talked to you today, of, of, of starting from my parents to, to my games master, to my uh, coaches, which I know quite to, 
to my principal. I mean, without those people, I don't think I'll be where I'm at today. So, so that's basically, I started, you know, from playing soccer, then was introduced to track and field. And I was more of a, I started with the hurdles, the 100 meter hurdles and the 200 hurdles. Uh, I was jumping over, though. I wasn't running. That. You know, and then uh, and then the pointer hurdles. Uh, I made it to the state finals against the senior athletes, and you know, you know, in Nigeria, times it's changed schedule, so they changed the schedule on us. And uh, I went, you know, I went to go get something to eat. I went and ate some food. Imagine eating some food. They said the race was important, but I ate some food. Came back. They said the race was then, which was less, like less than an hour. So during the race, as I was running, I was throwing up. So that was my last one of the hurdles. I gave it up. <laughs> I, I was jumping over the hurdles. So, so after that, I, you know, I quit running the hundred hurdles. And then I was trying to run the sprints, but they wouldn't let me because I, my classmates that were seniors, my schoolmates that were seniors, so they let them run. You know, you know how it is. You know, seniority. So, so when the opportunity presented itself, thank God, I was able to use it. So, how did that translate to? Um becoming um, a professional athlete in terms of um, getting into um, the national um, athletics um, team, as it were, from, you know, starting in secondary school up to that level that we got to, we got to know you today. Well, it's, it started, like I said, uh, um, in 1980, I was privileged to go to the Nigerian Olympic trial. Wow. And I made the team from high school. So... Uh, we went to USA. We went to. We traveled all over the world. We went to France. Went to Italy. Went to uh, Germany. Went to Stuttgart. You know. I mean, here I am. You know, high school senior, with all these people, and you know, you know, like your codeways, the daily odors, all the greats. You know, and um, and uh, 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 Ophelia, You know, uh, Edward Ophelia and all that. So, so I mean, these guys were telling me about the United States. So when we came to the U.S., and as a matter of fact, we came to Southern California. And um, the, what the, year was this? It was in 1980. Yeah. In preparation towards um, Moscow, Moscow, 80. Moscow 80. Yes. So, so truth be told, my uh, I snuck out of the house. You know, my 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 immediate senior brother, whom I love, so I love my family, but he's he's like my I don't even know. How to, I thank God for him because. Uh, so what happened, him and I had a coup d'etat on, on our mom. Our, our mom usually wakes up around five to pray and all that stuff. So, so we had a plan that I would, you know, I wake up early and he will take my suitcase. I would go downstairs. He would drop my suitcase. He would pull some louvers, you know, cover the curtain. You know, this was all, we did it together, pull some louvers off, right? So covered the curtain. So when it was time, bam, I snuck downstairs. He threw my suitcase. I grabbed my suitcase. Bam, I was gone. So my mom and my dad found that, and again, I don't advise this on anybody, but these days nobody would do it because <laughs> horses, horses gotten better to where you, you know, parents support it. So my mom and dad learned about their son, you know, going to Europe to compete, going to USA to compete on the news. That's how they, you know, the, the, the print media, that's how they found out. Innocent Ebunike, you know, is with the, you know, goes with the Nigerian team to compete. For uh, for the Olympic, uh, for, to, to, you know, to make you know with the Olympic team for the Olympic Games, and um, it was crazy. You know, it was one of those situations that it was fun living. But when it, when I when it, when I came back, you know, I was after my whole after my mom was gonna, 
I don't, I don't even know what to say. She was going to get me, right? So I came home and just, you know, so my same brother, when I got home, I'd sent somebody to the house to let them know I was, you know, let my brother know I was around. So my brother came around and said, no, tell him to come in. I said, I'm not coming in. I don't want my mom to kill me. No, mommy, no, mommy, no. come on, come on, come on, come on. Bottom line, I came home. My mom had gone to my grandmother, her mom, and spoken to her about, I've done everything for this young man. I spanked him, I've, you know, you know, taken food away from him to stop him from being an athlete because I wanted to be an, you know, go to school and all that. And he stopped. And he never, you know, so that being said, my mom, um, my mom ended up, um, how do you say this, uh, uh, praying with me saying that, you know, she spoke to my grandmother. My grandmother said, hey, you know, because my grandmother named me, you know, if, in, in Igbo, it's called, it's, it's Ipeja Amato, God's living example. So if, so she said, you know, we've done everything. So, so pray with him that he shall use his talent for the glory of God. And that's how my mom accepted me, you know, participating in sports. So, so after that, after that, then I went back, you know, then they, they, they decapped me from the team, okay? They decapped me. And thank God for 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 Alhaji Ekamu, who sent for me to come back to, you know, say, no, this guy has potential, has great talent, bring him back. So he brought me back and and I was able to go with the team. Uh, I was a part of the four by one team in nineteen eighty. And that's how everything started. Then in eighty one I, I I I came to United States for for, for, for my education and, and run track as well. So you've been in the United States since nineteen eighty one? Yes, I, I moved after 80, I went back home, and in 1981, I, I, I came back to get an education, yes. Wow. Wow. So, um, now, that now leads me to uh, the next question. And I promised myself that, I, and this was when I was young, that one day, when I, when I get to speak to you, um, you need to explain to me why you broke the art of a 10-year-old at the time, and I'll explain why. Um, 1984 Olympics was the first Olympic Games I, you know, I ever watched, you know. So, till date, I still always say that that's my best Olympic Games because um, mm. it was memorable to me being the first Olympic Games that I watched. Yeah. I mean, I knew virtually all the um, athletes that represented Nigeria from yourself wow. to Ajayi Agbebako. Wow, yes, those are the greats. Paul Emodi, um, yes. Taiwo. Maria Yusufo, uh, yes, you know, Chidihimo, Lawrence Ade, Ade Bengwe, Ade Bengwe, what's his name? Oh my God! Don't tell me! Don't tell me! Hansen, Oyelidu, Oyelidu, yeah, Yes, those were those were the greats. I mean, I mean, Oyelidu, Oyelidu was, I mean, one of the nicest men I've met in my life. Great man. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I say that with, with emotions. You know, Mr. Yeladun was very, oh my goodness. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so, was so, so those were, those were memorable times for me, you know, um, uh, you know, watching sports or following Nigeria, you know, and then, I mean, there comes then you yourself and Sunday Uti in the 400 Yes. Yes. Um, that year, um, Sunday, I, I think, had the best 400 meters time in, in, in that season, you know, mm. prelude, prelude to the Olympic Games. And I watched all the eats and everything, and I said to myself, there's no way Innocent is not at least. No, I, I expected gold medal, you know, 
and Sunday 2 was very good. It got to the finals, you know, and everything. And I did not see... I, 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 I definitely believe that you're going to win. Let me put it that way. In fact, the person that won the gold medal, Alonzo Babers, mm-hmm. defeated him in the semifinals. Yeah, true. And I did not see what on the finals I was going to win. And I still remember the commentary of um, late in Craig. And the mm. man came last. Mm. It was a disappointment to me. I would, I would and the man came last. That was, that was, I will never forget that. You know, what happened? I mean... Well, I'm laughing now, but it wasn't a laughing matter then. Um, well, what happened was... The, the person that you... The person that defeated you in the finals, immediately after the 400 finals, he had to go back to fulfill his um, Air Force duties. Mm-hmm. He never mm-hmm. ran again. Yeah, after the after the eighty four Olympic Games, uh, Alonzo Babers, uh, a great guy, one of one of the one of the most one of the most you know quality athletes I've been around. Great guy. Um, um, what what it is uh, to tell you the truth is uh, you know when you you know it's always we always see the end result, uh, but the whole thing was such that um, you know I started running the four hundred. Uh, well, first of all, I if, if you rewind back to to the year before. I was um, I won the World University Games in the two hundred, and that's then I won eighty three. I won the Spectre Kid in the hundred. I was sixth in the two hundred at the World Championships, the first World Championships. So, so I was in two hundred was not really my thing. I, you know, I never really wanted to do the four hundred. I, I was the game plan was you run the four hundred to better your two hundred. So that's what that's what all that was about. But then, uh, in May of '84, at, the, at UCLA, the Pepsi Invitational, Innocent Ebunike goes out there and runs the fastest time in the world, wow. 44:81. Um, so we sat back, and then, then I went on. I went to Tennessee to run against uh, uh, McKay, Antonio McKay, and Chief and the Sunday Uti. I, you know, I, uh, Sunday Uti, I think Sunday beat McKay and I, yeah. you know, and I think I was second and McKay was, I can't remember, but I know it was, it was one of those races where, where I just wanted to test the waters, right? So I went there around 45-1, winning time was 45-44-9, then I came back, and then, then prior to that, I had run against Antonio, Anto, uh, Alonzo Babers at Mount Sac, and I beat him, and I ran against him in a 4 by 4 relay with the Air Force from my school, and I beat him. So, so, so we sat back and with, you know, our, our, you know, our options, Carl Lewis was running nine, nine, um, uh, Calvin Smith was running nine, nine. So, and, 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 and my 200 time was number five, number four on the list. No, my hundred time was like number five on the list. So but the 400 meter time was number one on the list up until the U.S. trials. At the U.S. trials, I think Alonzo uh, Babers run, ran 44-7. But at my time, was still top three in the world going into the Olympic Games. So we made that decision for me to run the 400 at the Olympic Games. So when you said we, was that you in conjunction with the Amateur Athletics Association of Nigeria at the time? Oh, with my coach, with my coach, uh, Dr. Terry Franson. Uh, you know, uh, because uh, we, you know, we, you know, he, he, Great, great, great. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, I've been, I was blessed to have him in my life as well. Um, so we sat down and said, okay, well, let's look at, you know, look at every, you know, 
this, these guys, those guys, everybody. So 400, you are number th number two or number three. I can't remember what my time was going in. And also, too, I know that my biggest competition was 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 one of my one of my idols then, even now still, uh, uh, Bert Cameron. Okay, because I mean that man dominated the founder like nobody else. So I said, okay. I said, this is the guy to beat. So then, you know, my very first round, I was, I got in a situation with somebody, you know, running from, running, running my lane. Praise God, I finished. I won my heat, won my quarterfinals. Like you said, I won all my rounds. Uh, but then when I went into the finals, I uh, got distracted. That's, the, you know, I mean, I, I, I was dealing with Puma and Adidas and money here, you know, so I was, uh, so I, and I lost track of what my goals were. I was thinking about the material things, you know, um, thinking about, truth be told, how good I would look after I win, I win that 400. And this was, at, this was at the starting line. I was thinking about, you know, um, driving me a, a, a Corvette, you know, um, you know, having all the ladies look at me. Ah, real. We are Jerry Coils. Oh, don't <laughs> You know, hey, we are with that too. But um, so, so I got, you know, you know, I, you know I'm always, uh, my, my, my game is always to be honest. And I got distracted. I was uh, the starting line because I had met with Puma. Puma was, I was running for Puma. I did called me in and said, hey, you know, we are with you. And then we will give, you know, we'll... so there's all these things going happening in the background, but I never fell for it. At the end of the day, I still did not uh, uh, fall for the, you know, my loyalty, I still was loyal to Puma. I ran with Puma in the finals. So when it's all said and done, um, at the start of the race, at the start of the race, I felt comfortable. I felt like I was I was there to win. Uh, but prior to that, the night before, uh, my, my I think it was, I can't remember, my knee was so swollen that, um, I mean, uh, we had to get the Nigerian doctor to try to see if they could drain, if there was any, any, any stuff to drain from my knee. So they had to, you know, um, Right. They, they tried to drain whatever it was, but they couldn't drain anything out. But I had a swollen knee, um, which didn't really, you know, wasn't, it didn't bother me. I mean, I'm, I, you know, when you're young, you're, you know, you're invisible. Like I said, I went to the start of the race. Instead of focusing on what I was there to do, I was, you know, already thinking that the, the, the medal was there. You know, I forgot that it says faith without works is dead. Right. So I was already, you know, I thought that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm in the final, so this is my game, unfortunately. At the 250 meter mark, I, I I said to myself, let me pause and then make my move. Uh, you know, coming over turn, and unfortunately, when I paused, I stayed on pause, and like you said, and the man finished last. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, but you know, it, it 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 made me who I am today. It, it helped me become the person I am today. I I learned that, you know, when when you when you, God blesses you. Always take him with you. Don't ever, don't ever say, Lord, take take the back seat. Let me go do it myself. And that's what I did. And better yet, you know, um, he helped me learn that, you know, life is just about, you know, giving your best in everything. Don't 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 look beyond where you're at. Don't try to. It was it was uh, very uh, I, I, it was tough to go through what I went through. I mean, after right after the race, people were laughing at me for not you know because I had a T-shirt that says "We do my best for Jesus." People were laughing at me, but I, you know I rose above it and um, 
like I said, if it wasn't for that experience, I don't think I'll be here today. It helped me, you know, anchor myself and you know, and my God-given talent to the Lord, and and that's what helped me get better each year to where I'm at today. And you got a consolation, um, which was the bronze um, yourself, um, Sunday Oti, Moses Ugusian, and Rotimi Peters. Where is he? No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. As my I was talking to Moses the other day. Uh, and Sunday as well, we, we spoke the other day and uh, I, was, I was asking him to get me his phone number. I'm still trying to reach, reach I'm trying to reach out to him. He's, you know, I mean, he's, he's a big part of that puzzle. You know, we, you know, all four of us, uh, as I look back, it's, I can't thank God enough. Um, I mean, again, too, like I said, I just started running the 400 that year. That made basically my point after May of 84, I ran maybe three more 400s before the Olympic Games. I wasn't really much of a 400 meter runner. I was, I was, I was a, a wannabe, let me put it that way. You know, I was a wannabe 400 meter runner. But, but again, too, uh, those guys, everybody rose up to the occasion. We were not even considered to win a medal. But thank God for Sunday Uti. He ran a heck of a leg. His first leg was, yeah. you know, was yeah. And then, you know, uh, Moses took it from there, then Rotimi took it from there. And, you know, and then, you know, I did, I held on. I did the best I can, not minding. Phil Brown got me at the end, you know, but hey, that's it. he used his experience on me. <laughs> I'm sure you will agree that um, Sunday Uti was quite um, underrated. Oh, yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Is, I mean, when you look, I've watched that first, I've watched that race hundreds of times over the years, you know, and that first leg was phenomenal. Oh, he, ran a, he ran a heck of a first leg. I mean, he was the one that set us up for the victory. You know, I mean, the only way we wouldn't have won a medal was if, if and, and, and again, to thank God that the Australian team switched, they messed, they messed their, 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 their game about because they pulled a clock in the second leg. So which, which didn't help them, but the Sunday, 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 I mean, Sunday, if you ask me, Sunday Uchi is one of the best quarter milers that's come out of Nigeria. The only thing Sunday, and I've said this to him, so I could say it, I could say it openly, Sunday did not, Sunday took his talent for granted for an instance. Sunday will strike the first 200 and sprint the last 200. Okay, Sunday had, I mean, Sunday was talent-wise, I say Sunday was a better quarter mile than I was. But yeah. the only thing, yeah. no Sunday to be funny, but one thing I did, it was I, I, I wanted to maximize what God gave me. So I worked, I worked extremely hard. I was, I did, I did what, I look back at what I did, I overdid a lot of things because I, you know, I, I'm like, my goal was to be the best world one in the BMLs. That was what drove me. Sunday, you know, some of us, you know, we live and learn. Some of us took a little, took it a little bit for granted, but I, I did not. Wow, that's great. Um, now, which now leads me to the, my next question, um, the, my next point. You won, in my opinion, I think the year 1987 was your best year ever as a um, 400-meter runner. Um, you won the silver medal um, at that championship. I think you lost to the um, the, um, the East German, who you know was not even rated. You know to um, I think Thomas Schollebe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you came second. You still you you still got a you at least you got a medal in that um, in that event. And the same year, I think you you represented Nigeria at the All African Games where um, the president of Kenya named you Innocent of Africa. I wonder why he, he named you, but you're going to tell me, you're going to tell us that. 
shortly. So t t talk us through um, the prelude to the World Athletics Champion, World Athletics uh, meet in Italy. That was in Italy, in Rome, if I remember, 1987. Yeah. Uh, Roma 87. Well, you know, I mean, I... Like you said, that was my best year. I mean, I was you know, a young man, worked hard, believed that nobody can beat me, and I uh, did everything. I, you know, I mean, trained hard, um, was determined, you know, was focused, had the tunnel vision. Um, so everything was, everything, you know, I mean, but, but, the, the, um, but again, to the... the the homework was done the year was done the year before during my off season training. That's when I you know I put everything in place. You know I trained hard. I started running, doing everything like you know my coach and you know and I had planned to, and uh, so so my goal was to become the best I can and uh, the best guy would want me to. So I changed my up until then my goal was to set records, African record, you know, Commonwealth record. But then coming into '87, my goal became. To be the best God wants me to be. So I, then I took, you know, I didn't put the Lord in the box. So, so I, you know, everything was open for me to do my best. And, and uh, I, you know, I upped a lot of my what I was doing. I was doing three thousand sit-ups a day, fifteen hundred push-ups a day. I was, you know, I mean, literally working hard. Um, so I knew, I knew uh, everything was. I, I, I knew I was working hard, but then the, you know, the end result was what I was looking for. And I felt like at that point I was ready because, like I said, eighty-four prepared me for eighty-seven. And um, and prior to that, the, the December of '86, uh, Puma uh, cut my contract. So I was running for Puma, and they, they cut my contract and gave it to Antonio McKay. And then, so I, I was out of the contract. But thank God, I had my my training partner that came from Senegal, Amadou Diaba, had come Amadou to Diaba. train. With me. So, so he was training with me. So he called Yodor and said, "Hey, we have this young man. You know, so God made it work." If I may, if I remember, was the 400 meter oddler. He, yes, came, from he, came, he came second at the 1988 Seoul Olympics, if I'm right. Absolutely correct. He was my training partner all through those. He came and he was come and live with me and train with me. So a lot of a lot of athletes would come from wherever to come and train with me because they believe that training with the Benike, you know, you know, you know, it's, it's, you have to. He works hard. He doesn't party. So let's go hang out with him. And 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 so I had people coming from Derek Redmond who come and train with me. Uh, Phil Brown, uh, Madi Diaba, uh, Gabriel Tiako. So I had, you know, Chidi Imo, uh, Sunday Uti, everybody. This, this was the hub, the training camp here and there. They, you know, they were in and out coming in to train. So, but, but as all that being said, um, so in May of 87, I was sound asleep in the morning. My coach, my coach then calls me and said, go get the newspaper. You know, this this is not today where you guys have all this internet. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, why do, I, why do you want me to go get the print media? He said, go get the print media. I said, why can't you go, go get that? I wanted to see it. I get look at it. Call me. So I went out there, got the newspaper, opened up the sports page, and it was on a Monday. So I said, Butch Reynolds, 4410. I said, who is Butch Reynolds? So who is who in the world is this dude? So I'm not going to lie to you. I did probably two weeks training in one week. I was, I was out in an hour. And I'm like, if you're going to run over 44, and... I broke down for a minute, so I learned a lesson there. But uh, so 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 then that helped my made, helped me up my training. You know, most of the times I trained against the stopwatch. I didn't have anybody training with training with me because I just you know I you know when when you when you strive and strive to be the best for the Lord, you, you nothing you know you, you don't 
you don't let nothing hold you back. So, so all that being said, I went on to to uh, world championships and to you know I went on to to uh, all the competitions. I went. I remember going to coming to Nigeria for the Nigerian championships. I I um I won the Nigerian championships and I was supposed to go to London to compete. Um, I told um you know I was so they gave me they told me to go to when I go to Heathrow. I think it was Heathrow to, you know, when I stopped at Heathrow, I'll, they would give me um, my visa at the airport. So I, I got to Heathrow, they would give me a visa, so I had to come all the way to the U.S. And look, you know, at the time I had Don Quarry, the great Don Quarry as my agent. So Don Quarry called me right when I got home to my place in, in here in the U in California. He said, he said uh, uh, innocent, your ticket is waiting for you. Get back on the plane you, and come back to London. So I didn't even, all I did was, Switch my luggage, get some you know new clothes, get back on the plane, bomb to London. So went to London, got there the day of the competition, ran my ran against the same trainers, you know. But I got a little bit on his head before the race. I went up to him and said, "You know who I am?" You know, playing head games so that. <laughs> so so, but then in the race, Butch went forty-four one, you know, and I finished second with forty-four four, and. Uh, I will never forget that because right, right after the race, Andy Norman came to me and said, you are the guy to beat this guy. You are the guy. I looked at him like, he said, you know, if anybody's going to beat him, it's you. So you need to keep working hard. Because they had predicted that nobody would beat the trainers for the next 10 years because he came from nowhere. I mean, 6'5 six, six, or 6'6 six, six, tall, huge, great, I mean, great athlete. So, so after I finished that race, came back again, uh, raced him again in, in, in Paris. And I beat him. Second race, I beat him in Paris. So went went on to the African Games. Um, the African Games. That's another story altogether. Uh, you know, our Nigerian officials. You know how great we are. <laughs> uh, so they set up my ticket from the day I was. They set up my ticket to get to Nairobi the day of my event. That's how great we do things. Okay. <laughs> so. Here I am, I get on, and, and okay, I'm coming from LA. Why couldn't you fly me from LA to London, London to Nairobi? No, I went from LA to uh, to New York. Then I flew, the only the only constellation on that flying from New York was I was in Nigerian Airways, I flew first class. Yay, okay? So I flew first class from Nigerian Airways to Lagos, okay? And when I got to Lagos, all my luggage was stolen. Okay. okay? Yes, because no, my hand luggage. Because I had, you know, they, they wouldn't let me check in my, they won't let me take my hand luggage. So I checked it in. So it was stolen. Then I got to Lagos. I had to, then I flew from Lagos to um, to Nairobi. I got to Nairobi 1 a.m. and my event was 9 a.m. that morning. Wow. So I went to the secretary of the federation. I said, "Where's my room?" Um, um we're working on it. So we didn't know you're gonna, you, you don't have bought my ticket. So where was my team? Where was my room? Bottom line, they didn't have a room for me. I went asked my teammate if I could, you know, put a mattress in their room, and I slept in their room. And I ran my first round. Thank God I made it through that because I was I blacked out. I didn't know what happened from the 150 mark to the 100 meter mark. I was I blacked I, I was I blacked out. You know, so after the race, I thank God Lee Evans, who had coached me in Nigeria, was there, and I went to Coach Lee. I said, Coach Lee, what this what happened to me? He said, it's probably because of the high altitude. So, because uh, you know, so I went on. I won my first round. Went on the semifinals. Won my semifinals. Then, and again, to all through this time, I was sleeping on the floor. You have a room. Sleeping on the floor of my teammates. Uh, 
So stayed over there, finished my 400 meters, then the 4x4. So the 4x4 was right before a soccer game, soccer finals for the African game. So the president of Kenya was there. Every Kenyan and their grandmother and their, and their relatives were at the stadium. So we, you know, the 4x4 started, you know, um, Kenya, Kenya, you know, we were, if you look at the, the level of talents, we were about at the same level, except the ankle legs, right? So, so they got the, you know, so it was, it was a back and forth then Henry Amike, great, the great Henry Amike got the baton, took off, you know, and then uh, the Kenyan guy, you know, was ahead of us. So, you know, so it came down to myself and Katu, and uh, Katu got the baton in front of me. But Katu invited me to, you know, he gave me he gave me the open door to 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 beat him because at, right when he got the baton, about at the first fifty meters, he looked back. And I said, <laughs> okay, you going to look back. That means you are you're scared of me. So what I did then was come next to him, and I started breathing hard on him, you know. So. When you you know, and thank God he gave me that wisdom to do that. So, <laughs> so, so I was breathing. So, so and he, so my train of thought was in his mind. He thought I was tired. tired. So when we got to the you know uh, the last hundred meter, uh, one twenty. What I usually do that year, what I did that year was I always ran, and I envisioned Jesus Christ at the finish line at every race. So my goal was to hug him before he took his last breath. So in the four by four, when I was, as we were coming over town. My eyes went, my, my thought went to that, you know, and the next thing I did was I swung up the turn, went by him, and thank God we beat them. So, and the Kenyan president was there. So I heard, I, because after the race, I got on the plane right away to go back to London. I had another competition in London, but I heard, I was on the plane, you know, when I heard uh, what had transpired behind me. But I guess uh, the camp president was there, and when Ken was ahead of us, when they were ahead of us, he stood up with his uh, staff, you know. So when we caught up, the Nigerian delegation stood up. So there was all this fight they were going through. And at the end of the day, after we won, I heard, I wasn't there, because I, like I said, I left. I, I, I heard that he wanted me to come up to the podium where he was, and uh, because, you know, he wanted to meet me. And then that's when he announced that Innocent is no longer Innocent of Nigeria, that I, you know, I'm Innocent of Africa. Uh, which is an honor to hear that, but but the goodness of it is the fact that um, you know um, God God gave me grace, you know, to to go through all that with all the trials and tribulations I went through, coming in the day before, sleeping on the floor, you know, you know. But thank God I was gazing gazing at, at, at why why I was there, you know, and what I could do with my God given talents over what everything else that was happening around me. So yeah, but that's that's why. The, Kenyan president, you know, called me. Even when I run into Kenyans today, when I meet them, some of them don't believe it's me till I show them my name, and then they're like, "Whoa, you, you know." So it's a blessing. I mean, uh, when you have a God-given talent, the only thing you can do is maximize it for the glory of God, and that's what I believe I've done. I mean, I'm still going to come up with the. I'm going to come to the issue of um, the administrative aspect of our legislature. But before I do that, I would like to know what happened in. I mean. You had the stellar year, if I may put it in, in 1987. And the next year, sealed 88. By then, the Jerichos were going going down, I, I noticed. <laughs> um, you, It wasn't so memorable, not just for yourself, for the Nigerian contingent as a whole. 
But what happened to you specifically? You got to the finals. Um, by then, some new names have sprung up, the likes of um, Steve Lewis, um, but Reynold, your old rival, was still around um, at the time. Uh, Darren Clark was still uh, was still much around at the time. But what happened in 1988? Was it a case of um, loss of form, lack of preparation, or you've had a busy season? See you later. What happened? I go back to even 87. Um, a lot of people talk about the finals. Um, if you if you go back and look at the race, you know uh, before before. When we, first time they asked us to get on our on, on our blogs, I raised my hand and and, and stood up because uh, I had I caught a cramp, so I stood up to shake off the cramp and then then the race went on, uh, you know. So but I never said to, said anything to anybody because I'm not that kind of person. And then coming to '88, um, the story about '88 is such that um, um, how should I put it? I went through some trials and tribulations. Um, I after this season I took some time off and uh, I went I was training and when I started training um, before I I think about it, before I left to go overseas now at my last competition which was in Japan I I fell I was doing my last sprint workout and I I tripped off of one of the stuff and I fell and I I mean I thought I was going to break bones thank God I was okay so. So, um, and after that, I, I felt a lump on my neck. Uh, it's, it's on this side. I felt a lump on my neck. And, uh, you know, so I didn't really, um, you know, you're young. Like I said, you're young. You didn't think anything of it. So as time went on, I took time. I came back from the competition, took some time off. And then when I started training, I realized that I couldn't train like I was. That my running, my workouts were not going as well. Uh, bottom line, I was, I got sick. And um, so when I usually did my my strength training, my built my foundation. You know, it says the house without a foundation will not stand. So when when I was usually built my foundation, I wasn't I didn't build my my foundation wasn't there because I got sick. So in January of '88, um, it was talking about I you know it wasn't anything. I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about Olympic games. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't thinking about Olympic Games because uh, I remember going to a doctor, and you know, and uh, at the end of the day, um, uh, the doctor said he was going to have surgery. Uh, so I, I had surgery, uh, you know, on my neck, um, and at the end of the day, I went on, you know, so I, I lost so much time, training time. I didn't get my my uh, rhythm. I didn't work on my rhythm and frequency. And my what I what I you know what I what got me to eighty seven. I couldn't do any of those. And uh, so I went on from there to, I mean, I ran, I ran well before I left the U.S. to go to Europe. I ran well. But then when I, you know, but I never, like I said, I never really had a rhythm. I was just running my, you know, I remember going into the race for the final, you know, at Zurich when Butronis broke the world record. I, um, what, what's his name? Uh, Bert had asked me, him and Raymond Stewart had asked me, Benike, how are you going to run? How are you going to take, how are you going to run this? I said, I'm going to take it out. And that's what I did. I wasn't. I didn't have a rhythm. Usually, I had a rhythm. I had, a, you know, I had. I was always prepared for every. I ran for one hundred. I get out and maintain. You know, I had a breakdown of the race. But in this case, I just took off and ran, and the rest is uh, what it became. The world record, and uh, and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, but Cameron and and uh, Roman Stewart coming up to me after the race and say, "Benike, Benike," I'm like, "What? You started like a lion." 
I'm like, thank you. He finished like an elephant. <laughs> that, was, that was the fun. We, we teased each other those days. So that's, that was the end result. I finished like an elephant. So, so I say that to say that I was, you know, I was, I was, I was unhealthy. I was sick, rather, I should say. I was sick and uh, I didn't get a chance to do all, have the base training. And um, then I went on to the Olympic Games. Um, I think I was the only one that made finals, if I'm not mistaken. You still go to the finals. Yeah, I was, you know, I was, I'm not, I can't remember. I think I was, I was the only one that made finals, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But, but um, you know, when I, got, I remember going to get into the finals <laughs> and um, I was skipo. Came to me and said, Benike, hey, you know, you know, you know, the chef the mission then was uh, Chief of Womidia. You know, the chef mission wants to see you. I'm like, wants to see me for what? But he said, you know, go, man, don't give me money, man. Don't, you know, don't forget me, right? Kind of, you know, you know how we are. <laughs> so I go into this room, you know, dark room, just a little bit light on. So, you know, the chef the mission, you know, Dr. Dr. Omidia says, Omidia, uh, I said, sir, he goes, sit down. I said, and he goes, what can I do? What can we do for you to win the gold medal? And I looked at him like, what can we do? I said, what can we do to, 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 to see, help you win the gold medal? And I, you know, and I looked him straight in the eyes. I said, sir, you can't do anything for me. All you can do for me is pray for me. How much can we give you? I said, you can't give me anything. Just pray for me. I mean, you know, if you wanted to give me something, like giving it to me on the other side of it, on the other side of it. So all I can ask of you is pray for me. I got up and, I got up and left the room. And, uh, you know, and then I uh, went into the finals. I finished, I think I finished fifth. Fifth. Yeah, I finished fifth. Yeah. In now, right, so, was fourth. America yeah, they, won the first two. First, yeah, it was a sweep, it was a sweep, uh, sweep, right? But you know, but I, like I said, I wasn't thinking January, February of uh, '88. I wasn't thinking, you know, that I was going to run track again. So um, also, too, I was. Uh, I remember my very first sponsored race. Uh, you know, after all that, I was crying when I crossed the. I was last 50 meters. I was crying because I didn't. I mean, I didn't think I was going to be able to run again. So, so. And a lot of people didn't know that because I, you know, I, I came from a very a family that's very private. I don't, I don't share, share that. But you know, from you go, when you go through tests, you have to testify. So that's why I'm telling the story now because it is something that that I hope um, you know somebody will learn from. Wow. Wow, that's very, very. So um, from then onwards, um, leading to probably um, Barcelona. 92 by then it seems that um you've dropped a bit of pace and um like we said it dropped a bit of pace yeah and upcoming athletes like um sunday bada was coming if i remember very well i think he defeated you in the trials oh, he might not claim it you could beat me they beat me hands down yeah in the trials but you still, yeah. you still made the the team to barcelona so Tell us leading up to Barcelona. Was it like for you? It's time to you know get out of this or or move on from then onwards. Or you could see, you could sense that you were getting to the end of your career, so to say. Well, I, you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Coming to uh, after eighty eight, eighty nine, I went to indoors in Germany around forty five. Eight or forty-five, nine, and they kept us in our lanes the whole race. It was by uh, run against 
Robert Cameron, Sean LeBay, and no, Steve Lewis. I can't remember, but it was it was a it was a loaded race. So '89, my everything was coming back together up until um, after that race. I went, you know, I went home to Nigeria. Then uh, I was going to go back to Europe, but then um, I started having knee problems, you know, so I came straight to the U.S. And uh, so the whole of 89, I went back to Europe in the summer, but I couldn't really do much because my knee was really bad. And um, even to the point where, the, you know, the, some doctors told me that, I, that I, you know, walking would, be, would, would even be a problem for me, you know. So, so I wasn't really, so at that point, I didn't know what to do. Um, thank God I was still getting my, you know, getting my, my master's at the point, so that was helpful. Um, and, um, within that time I got married, thank God. Um, so, you know, but all that being said, I, um, it was tough. I couldn't, like I said, I went to some of the sports, I went to the, uh, Lakers doctor, uh, LA Rams doctor, uh, um, I think I went to Raiders. I went to some of the best sports medicine doctors. And most of them told me, one of them even told me that, uh, that I'm going to be in a wheelchair kind of thing. So this was in 89. So I, um, my goal was to go back and defend, um, the, um, African championship. No, not the, the not the, the world championships. Cause remember I was still at four years at the time yeah. in 91. Yeah. So, but luckily for me in, um, so 89, 90, I was. I, I would train today, take one week off, train to, you know, but within that time I was, um, I think that's when the Azimwa brothers came to me. So I was helping them at the time. So, which kept me busy. Um, but that being said in, um, wait, let me see, in 91, I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't do anything, but as love may have it, my training partner, you know, that company who come from London to train with me, Derek Redman had come you know, he had come to see a doctor uh, here in, in Southern California, and I tagged along with him. And uh, the doctor, you know, unlike all the other doctors, said that we could, we, could, we could experiment to see if we could help you. So he cut my, he cut both knees open, okay, cleaned up my knee, and uh, and I was able to try to run again. So, which was a blessing. And uh, 92 was a little bit tough getting started. Um, I was. You know, trying to find the right, you know, uh, what do you call it? My coach, I couldn't, you know, my coach was busy with some of the other, uh, uh, some of the guys, so I couldn't go back to him. So I was trying to find a coach to work with me, you know, trying to find people to help me. So, so by the time I it came together was right before the games. Uh, right before the games, I was starting to feel that rhythm back coming together. But I was the, I was the captain of the Nigerian team. With, like the era for Nigeria. So we went to the rehearsal of the Olympic uh, uh, opening ceremony. The first day, I remember I was, I remember uh, Frankie Frederick and I were out there because he was the, the flag bearer for Olympia. And we were talking, you know, and, and, and um, you know, we, we, were, we were out there for about maybe six hours standing, you know, basically. So, and uh, then the next day was the opening ceremony. After the opening ceremony, instead, I, and I don't know what got into me, thinking I was still uh, 20, what, 21, 22. I went out 23, 24. I, I went out to go do a workout. And 
first three were excellent. I felt like, man, I'm ready to run. And I felt like I was, I was in good shape to run 44, maybe 44, 4, 44, 5. And uh, on the fifth one, I was running hundreds with three minutes in between. On the fifth one, I, I had a, a, a snap on my, uh, the tendon behind my knee. And after that, I stopped. So I knew, after that, I knew I wasn't going to, I went, I went and got some injections to, to, to numb it so I could be able to run. But, but unfortunately, it had gotten to my brain. So when I went out there to compete, I knew that's the first Olympic Games I went to um, that I didn't make finals. So the Sunday batter, you know, he took the baton and ran with it. So, so that's, that was good to see him you know, become the Sunday batter he became. And after that, that was literally the end of Egunike um, as far as athletics was concerned. Um, well, yeah, that was, you know, that was my, yeah. But after, you know, when I came back, started thinking, well, like, let me, since I started with hurdles, let me finish with hurdles. So I, I found somebody to help me coach me over the hurdles. But uh, the knee couldn't let me, so I decided I'm going to end up with coaching. Wow. Okay. Now, talking about the coaching aspect, um, and I know that you've coached quite a number of um, world-class athletes, even have represented the United States. Um, you coached the Nigerian Olympic team, if my memory serves, from 1996 to 2012, if I'm right? I was, like, I was like, a, in 2092, I was more like a coach, athlete, and athlete. Yeah, but I was the team captain for the whole, for the whole contingent. So, but yeah, the 90, I said 96, yes. Yeah, so from 96 to London 2012, you were the Nigerian athletics coach, if I remember very well. Yes, I was the head coach in, for Nigeria in 2008 and 2012, yes. So that tells me that you were still much involved one way or the other in the Nigerian athletics. So what? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so. Jungle out there, man. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes that make you want to live it there. So from being an athlete, you know, from being an athlete at the time, and um, and I say this because um, it's impossible for me to talk about your athletic career without talking about um, the administrative side of things. Um, what would you describe as your memorable? Well, what would you describe as um, your most disappointed disappointment that you experienced with the Nigerian um, administrators? And if I remember, the head of the Amateur Athletics Association at the time was um, late Alaji Abdukarim Amu, if I'm right, at the time. And uh, tell me, can you, I mean, just share one or two experiences that you felt that, wow, we need to do better. To this is my opinion. If anybody doesn't like it, I'm, I apologize, but I'm going to be honest to myself. The best, uh, 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 and I, again, I'm not judging anybody, but I'll say to you, from my perspective, the best uh, uh, president of the Federation, chairman of the Federation, if you want to call him, was Alaji Ekamu. He was strict. He didn't play games. He set the rules from day one. If you don't abide by it, you're gone. Okay? He did not play games. He kept he kept his distance from the athletes. He didn't you know, mingle with the athletes. He just, it was strictly business. And I think that's what Nigeria needs, somebody that will take charge and take charge for the goodness of the country, not for the goodness of their own personal gain. Ekamu, that I, you know, I mean, he was, you know, if, if anybody, if you ask me any of the, any, you know, what I learned from him, 
I learned, I learned, it taught me discipline. Because it, like, even with me, he didn't play games. He was very strict, very understanding you know, of why he was there. And again, remember, he played the sport. Yeah. He was, he was, he was one of the best athletes out of Nigeria in his era. So, so, you know, so that, that, that's, that's one. Two, the most disappointing experience I've had, I could, not one, two or three, was, uh, you know, here we are. I think, I can't remember, I think it was myself. If I'm not mistaken, myself, Chidi, Sunday, Yusu, uh, Henry, I don't know if Henry was with us, but here we are, Nigerian passport, African championships, headed to, I think it was Morocco. 85. Oh, they wouldn't let, let us. Oh. Because, now here we are, we say we're Nigerian, we have our Nigerian passport, you know, this, we this, and we're excited, we're Africa, you know, this, you know, Africa, you know, this is our, our motherland, Africa, right? Then we slept on the conveying belt. That's where we slept. Why Everybody else that was going to the second we were going, going into, we're walking straight into the, through their passport, bomb they were in. But why didn't they allow you in? What's the reason? Because Nigeria did not do the necessary thing they were supposed to do for Nigerian athletes to get in. Hope that answers your question. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So, but but think about it. Look at look at my travel to African Games in nineteen ninety. in two thousand and seven, the Nigerian team was going through the same thing I went through. Twenty years. So so I mean. You know, I leave it there. But, you know, so, and, and that wasn't the only time. How many times, you know, and I'm going to say, be honest with you, at that point, I was like, maybe Nigerian passport is not worth anything at this point. Because, I mean, we, we had it. We were athletes. No, I mean, we were the best in Africa. All of the, all these names I mentioned had something, they were, you know, at one time or the other, African champions. But it didn't matter. Because we, our officials did not do what they were supposed to. And I'm not pointing fingers, it's just history. You know, if, we, if, 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 if you don't know your history, what, you know, what did they say? Mm. Right? It's repeating can repeat itself. itself. Mm -hmm. And it's still repeating itself. No offense. Mm. <laughs> wow. Um, so, I mean, while I begin to sort of bring it to a close, um, I haven't been involved, like I mentioned earlier on, being a coach from 1996 to 2012. Um, if you were in a position of change, in a position to change um, Nigerian athletics for the better, what would you do? Because um, I'm not too sure if you know or if you still follow things back home. At the moment, um, it seems we have two athletics federation. I don't know whether you know about that. They're, they're factions. I'm, I'm innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm innocent, homie. I'm not going to even touch that one. <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, it's uh, but what you would know, be I mean, if you were in what, what you know, I mean, first of all, they need to go back to history. Who, how did they cheer the emos, the Sunday Utis, the Henry Amikis, the Yusuf Ali's make it? How did the uh, uh, uh Basugays, the the uh, Dele Udos, the Yadi uh, Imadiye, the uh, 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 uh Ways make it? How did they make it? It was all because of one man called, I don't know if it was a doctor, they had a doctorate, Dr. Akuye or Mr. Akuye, Isaac Akuye. Give honor to whom honor is due. 
the man brought the, 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 the likes of, of, of the great Lee Evans. When I was in Nigeria, I met, I met the great uh, Lee Evans, I met the great uh, 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 Ron Davis, I met the great, uh, 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 let me see, uh, Tommy Smith, and what's his name, uh, John Carlos. They were all in Nigeria coaching. This was in 70, late 70s and 80s, early 80s. That's what you do. Bring back the, the, the in-house sports. Bring back the, 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 the sec, uh, 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 what do you call it, secondary school sports. I, you know, I went to, I went to Oware, whatever year where it was. I went to Arugo 78. I went to Oware 79 or whatever. Went to uh, sports festival, uh, Louis Ole 79. Okay. Bring back those things and put people in these positions that want to do well. It's not about how much you can gain. If you do right, if you give your best to God, God will do the rest for you. But if you're greedy, if it's all about, you know, you see, that's why people, you know, a nation without a vision will do what? Shall perish. Nigerian sports who don't have a vision. You know, it's all about, you know, the same, I, I don't even know where it's at today. But, and I'm not judging anybody, God forbid, because I myself was not to judge. And I'm just being factual here. What we need to do is understand that sports builds character. Get them, catch them young. They, what did they say when I was growing up? The young shall grow. The young have grown and been are lost. A lot of the youngs have been have grown and lost today. Why? Because nobody, nobody cares about the young. Look, look I mean, look, look at look at our leadership. I'll leave it there. Look at our leadership. We have, we have, Nigerians have so much intellectual, so much, I mean, here in the U.S., Nigerians, the, 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 other than the U.S., the, the most educated foreigners in, in America are Nigerians. And it's not my saying, it's a fact. But everybody's, nobody's coming home. Because when you come home, they don't give Jack or Jill what you're there to do. They feel like you're coming to block their avenues of you know what? I leave it there. I'm not going to say much, but we, have, we need to go beyond. We need to go beyond what you know. You know, we, we can't. Greed, greed does not yield success. Sacrifices what build success. Make sacrifices. Akiamu made sacrifices. Mko Ogun made sacrifices. Uh, uh, Doctor Gan made sacrifices. Alaji, uh, uh, um, what's his name? My goodness, I forgot what's his name. Alaji. That's them. But, but made, all, all, all those presidents that we had, chairman, and you know, they all made sacrifices. They made sacrifices to benefit the athletes. Hmm. We can't, we can't, we have to have a, a vision. A nation without a vision shall perish. We have to have a goal. We have to bring people in that understand the sport, people in that want to 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 bring you know, to help. How do you help? That's the question. Roll up your sleeves. People that have conscience. Conscience. Human beings today, a lot of human beings don't have conscience. It's all about me, myself, and I. What can I get from this? Money was here before they came. Money will be here when they leave. Yeah. This land people go after was here before they came. It will be here when they leave. All you can do is somebody. I mentioned some names. I could be listening. I'm, I'm standing on a lot of shoulders today. 
I'm sure there's both, both Nigerians and foreigners that, that stood in my camp. They looked down and pulled me up. When I was competing, Levans looked down and pulled me up. Uh, 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 what's his name? John Carlos looked down and pulled me up when he was in Nigeria. Uh, Don Quarry looked down and pulled me up. Alberto Monterino looked down and pulled me up. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, the world from our record. Uh, Pietro Menea looked down and pulled, uh, uh, pulled me up. Uh, 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 David Thompson looked down and pulled me up. That's why I'm who I am today. My coach, my, my high school coach, my college coach, you know, my friends, all of them, they looked and pulled me up. They held my hand up. That's why I am where I am today. It's not about what you, you know, who am I? I'm just nothing but a human being blessed to do what I've done and continue and, and, and under God's favor. That's all. Tomorrow is not promised to no human being. So why are you here? Why don't you create a path for others to follow? That's what my life is all about. Why should Nigeria not have somebody running 43 today? Why? Why should Nigeria not have somebody? Look at Jamaica. How big is Jamaica? How big is, is, is Bahamas? Well, who were running those times? When Chidi Moran ten flat, where were they? Not judging them. They look at them today. Because when you go into Bahamas at the airport, they have this, they have the picture of all the all the Olympic medalists, all their World Championship medalists. That's what you see when you walk into the airport. But in Nigeria, you talk about this person, oh, why you why go come? Which is, ah, believe I mean, don't have in turn, or we come now, make, 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 make. What did they, I was told after 80, after 90, after 2012, they, they were going to bring me home to be the head coach. But some people went behind me and said, ah, if you bring them home, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do that. Is it about what, you know, is, is it about success, or is it about what you gain for your personal gain? Some said I was I wasn't successful in 2012. Yes, I was. With everything I went through, but I leave it alone. It's all good. God is good. Thank God for His grace. Wow. Um, just to I mean, you're still into coaching. At yes, moment. I am. And so, so that's what you do full time. Well, I teach. I teach at a college, and I coach. Wow. Wow, innocent of Gunike. Um, it's been or innocent of Africa, as you you were named. <laughs> At the time, it's been a huge uh, pleasure, privilege to talk to someone I used to watch on TV as a 10-year-old. And um, like you said, the young... Just, just tell me I'm old. I understand. I am old. <laughs> the young as well. Thanks very much for um, giving us the time and um, really appreciate it. And um, we hope uh, the memory of what you've done will probably spur or you know stir up um nigeria to greater heights people will remember what you've done and um we will begin to attain those heights we were we once were before and um i said this to you sorry to interrupt i said this to you nigeria have, we have a sea of talents over there sea of talents but the only issue like i said you know when you have a sea of talents the only thing is people the right people in the right place this talent you plant the seed Okay, it's seed dies and it goes. There are a lot of seeds, to, you know, that are already planted there, but they need people to 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 water those seeds to to help those seeds grow. But the problem is we're not. I mean, look look at our soccer world. We you know I mean, look at look look at what we have. We I mean we we I mean some of these great greats from other countries, we, we, you know have they 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 have Nigerian connections. Okay, or Huguru. 
Nigerian parents, right? I mean, the list goes on. Uh, what's, what's the name over here that, that runs the phone over here? Oh, my goodness. What's her name? Nigerian parents. Bamboshi. Huh? Is it Bamboshi? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, him and then the girl. Uh, what's the name? Um, Regina George. Huh? Regina George, you mean? No, no, not Regina George. This, she's, she's that, uh, I think it's, is it Ophelia? I think it's Ophelia. She's, she's from 49. Nigerian parents. Okay, so so we have, I mean, we, and we have those talents back home as well. We have a lot of them back home. But the thing is, we're not, you know, if you don't, if you don't, uh, if you plant a seed, you don't water it, it's not going to grow. I don't care how, you don't take care of it. So we have a lot of seeds, sea of talents, but a lot, and a lot of seeds. But the thing about it, the seed, these seeds are all planted, you know, by, by the desert, so they, where they can grow. You know, you plant it, you know, it says, you know, a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. That's, you know, and that's and what, 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 makes, what makes it grow because it's planted by the rivers of water where it doesn't have a drought, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't uh, 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 have dry season. That's what we need. People that would, would generate, you know, give these kids opportunity to, 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 to generate what they have, to understand that, hey, I, this is what I have. I want to be the best. I've, 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 I've had kids come to me and say, I want to be the best. And I've never told a kid you, you will never be the best. Because who am I to tell you what you can be? All I can do is help you become what you can be. But a lot of times, you know, we have people that they're all about me, myself, and I. And, and, and when you have that, success don't come that, you know, I mean, if, you know, you have to make sacrifices for people to be successful around you. You have to, you have to learn to, you have to give to receive. You have to, oh, how should I put it? You have to decrease. So that those around you will increase. That's what the best administrators are. That's what the best leaders are. You decrease, and above all, you let God increase through you. That's what it is. But, but we have we have everything it takes. We still have. We, we, I mean, yeah, I better understand the case in Nigeria. Thank you. Thanks again for um, joining us. Um, it's a huge privilege once again. And um, yeah, so you've heard it from um, the legend himself, Innocent Ebunike, uh, and. Um, Remember, you can always listen to us on all the where all the podcast directories, um, and uh, you can listen to all the other interviews. Until we come your way again, um, stay safe and have a wonderful day. God bless.